just, just a, I got kicked in the head by a horse. So like, <laughs> you might have a little twitch. My shit will like roll back to the back of my head, both of them. You know what I mean? So like, I'll be sitting here. How did you just get like, kicked in the head by a horse though? So this horse, I was walking by and it, I thought it said some shit. And I like turned back. I was like, yo, what the fuck did you say to me? <laughs> and uh, it like neighed back at me. And like, like just growing up, just I was never allowed to watch TV. So like I became one with nature so I could honestly start to interpret animals. So right. I was able to speak a little bit of horse growing up. It's faded. Um, Live episode yes, number nineteen. Sir. We got Aunt Willis, Anthony Williams, though, right? Yes, sir. Aunt Wills, Aunt no Wills, <laughs> Aunt Willie. Let's go, dude. How was the flight out? It was uh, missed my flight eight a.m. I was wondering. It was, he was like, "Yo, flight got pushed." I was back. halfway here. I was halfway to the airport, and I forgot my laptop, so I turned around. Oh hell! Then I had uh, had one of my boys driving. He went. He wasn't trying to go faster than eighty miles per hour. So. Jay, uh, Marcellus. Dang, Marcellus. I was five minutes late. I just I was there. They were still bored, and they didn't let me get on. But luckily, you were able to sit there and get the eleven thirty. I got a ten o'clock flight. Dang! How'd you work that out? I had to buy a new one and cancel that one so I can use that one on my way back. Yeah, the credit. Okay, yeah. you're going to Pittsburgh though. Yep. All right, cool. How long are you gonna be in Pitt? Uh, just for the Christmas, uh, maybe New Year's. All I'll right, be back cool. in Nebraska. Okay, cool, cool. When are you guys going to Dallas? Uh, end of January, February. That's the okay. That's what we're planning on right now. Dope. Dope, Our dope. lease just got up, so your lease is up now. Yep, and let's just, go. Oh, on the thirty first, we'll be out. Let's go, let's go, dude. That's dope. So let's start with where'd you grow up? Uh, Rochester, Pennsylvania, a little bit outside of Pittsburgh, like forty five minutes. Um, small town. Played football growing up, so yeah. So so growing up for you, your parents, how they meet? Uh, I'm not sure how they met. I know my dad went to. Uh, school that was like an hour away from my mom. Yeah. Uh, I know my dad played basketball. He was like a superstar. Yeah. Ended up going, playing at uh, Florida University. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that's how they met. Uh, but then they got divorced around like, say about nine, 10 years old. Yeah. Uh, and they split and I ended up living with my mom the rest of my life. You're close uh, with both though. Yeah, I, I'm close with both now. Closer um, with your mom, but you're close with both. Yes, I'm close with both now. When I first happened, uh, a little bit separation between my father, but uh, yeah. I got that back. Yeah. Now, did he ever coach you in any sports? Uh, football. Up until? Probably about termites, mighty mites. And then uh, he stopped coaching. Just became a fan. What the hell is a termite? <laughs> we just called it midget football. No, we started, we changed it. When I started, when my dad started coaching, I think we started twerps. It actually created twerps, I think. Twerps. It was yeah. like, so we can get started football earlier. Okay. It's like a little bit younger than termites. Then it goes mighty mites, then midgets. So there's four different. So what do you start at two? Start at twerps. You start at like three years old. Like holy hell, five dude. I think five to eight, and then eight to ten, and then ten to twelve, and then twelve to fifteen. See, growing up in the south, you know, you everybody you just it's automatically football. You know right. what I mean? Four or five years old, they never had like there was no separation. Like my dad, like I was five, and he was like, "Lo, if you want to be good, you got to play against a ten year old." So exactly, like, I lost every game basically growing up. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, you know, I remember playing ten year olds that have mustaches, and I was just like, just learned how to walk the last right. year. You know. You play football? Every day. I actually was looked at to go, you know, you ever watch the movie Invincible? No. With Mark Wahlberg? Never where he played it. with the, he like walked on at the Eagles? No, I never heard of him. All right. Well, yeah, I was almost <laughs> a walk on for like, I don't know if you heard of the Dallas Cowboys. You weren't walking off for the Dallas Cowboys, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, but, uh, you know, Brody always, you know, reminds me that I didn't play legit football because I, <laughs> I played up until eighth grade. <laughs> but yeah. uh, and then eighth grade season, I played with a club, too, because I smashed I feel like, my thumb. I feel like you weren't really that coordinated. Were you good? No, yeah, I was nice. I was really nice. For real? Yeah, no, I was actually really nice. I was pretty nice. You That's know what I mean? Up. And I had to work my way up because I didn't have any, like, favoritism and playing in, like, an all-white area. Like, everybody's dad was there except right. my. Okay. You know, yep. so... You know, I was pretty nice. Yeah, go super hard then. Yeah, absolutely. Like I had that extra work, and if, if I would have had additional guidance and like training, I would have been right, absolutely a killer. Yeah, I think that's what uh, separated a lot of us growing up because we had that coach that would always we would do shit outside of football. So like we go to the baseball field and run, push tires and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like see, growing up, I never really had you know like no assistance. Right. So, but it was all right. I ended up ripping my thumb in half and. uh Getting that misdiagnosed a few times and then having a late surgery. And then I just got into uh, selling drugs and being a bad kid. So 
then I got to running touchdowns in the in the in the gang life. Right. <laughs> Be like that. So now now as you were growing up though, what can you remember growing up that stood out to you? So you're growing up, parents split up, now you're growing up with your mom. What school are you going to? What stood out to you growing up? Uh just really sports. I mean, that was really the only way right there. Yeah. Um so that's really where my focus was on. I wasn't I was playing football, but then when I got to high school, my focus switched uh, to basketball. Yeah. So I felt like that's what I liked the most. Um, so I started doing that. And then our school, I went. To, I was still at Rochester. Yeah. Uh, it's a little small school. I told you that. But our school had asbestos. So it ended up shutting uh, the high school down. Or was it the middle school down? So they put half the school in trailers. Um, and then one of my best friends ended up moving uh, across the bridge to a school. It's called Central Valley. They merged now. Yeah. Pittsburgh um, Central Valley? That's called, it's Central Valley. Okay. Central Valley. It was Manaka and Center. They merged. Uh, but my boy had to move over there. Um, but I ended up going, I wanted to go over there with him because one of my best friends. Yeah. So I wanted to fall in with him. Um, I ended up going over there, stopped playing basketball. It's a whole different organization and switched back to football. Um, so that's pretty much. Were you any good at basketball? I was good at basketball. I was pretty good. I thought I was, thought that's where I was at. And then we, sw- I switched to like a different a organization. Man? And I was starting, bro. Okay. <laughs> and then what about football? What position did you play? I played uh, safety and wide receiver. Even up into college? I played just uh, uh, safety. Safety? Yep. Okay. No offense in college, though. Okay. And you could tackle? Yeah, a little bit. You were more of like a throw I your shoulder. Always, yeah, yeah, you know. Going yeah. for the legs. Yeah, you are more of a throw <laughs> the shoulder. I'm going for the legs. No, I don't like getting hit like that. That shit hurts. Yeah. And then, like, on average, you know, like... You know, with our sales, we figure, you know, you're going to close three or four out of 10, but like 10 people are running down, you know what I mean, on you. Like, are you tackling three or four times or like, what's your close ratio? Shit, probably about 60%, 70%. Yeah. No, I'm going to give them a 90%. 90%. I'm going to make, I'm going to bring them down. It's going to hurt, but yeah, I'm going to figure it out. Might be one leg. <laughs> one leg. Two leg. So now, asbestos, what is that again? It's like, it's a, uh, it's a mineral it's like, it's so small. I feel like if we were just, if we were describing Jay, we would describe him as asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> mesothemioma. That's what meso. I don't even know how to say this shit. I don't want to <laughs> fuck it up. <laughs> mesothemioma. That's what you get when you uh, mess with mess you, with asbestos. You get, you get Jay Fullman when you mess with asbestos. <laughs> That's hilarious. Hell yeah. So you played safety and then you played wide receiver. Um, now you coordinated your hand-eye coordination. I don't it's know. All right. Okay. Pretty decent. All right. Yeah. See me like it's impeccable. Um, but that's all right for you. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Now, now, uh, your parents, what were they doing growing up? Uh, no, my mom was a security guard at okay. my school. So she still uh, work at all? Uh, she works at a warehouse now. She doesn't do too much. Uh, works here and there. Yeah. But, uh, just doing a little here and there trying to make ends meet. Yeah. That's pretty much what she's doing now. And your pops? My dad's a salesman, so. Yeah, I knew he was in sales. Um, He's still selling. He's in, uh, actually doing loans now. Yep. He's in real estate. Also does an insurance as well. But All your success here, he hasn't ever been like, maybe I should do that on the side? Uh, what, him? Yeah. He thought about it. But uh, I'm, I don't know. I think he's good. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. You ever try to push him into it? No, nah, I never did. Have you ever even brought it up to him? I brought it up to him when I was with him last. I was with him over Thanksgiving. But yeah. uh, he's making like 30000 a month off of stuff he's doing too, so. Dang, that's good. Yeah, that's real good. That's real good. So he's selling loans. Is it like mortgage loans? loans? Yep. Uh, he used to do. Uh, was doing com- com- He did door to door. Door to door. Try to get you into it. You I sucked. Did it. I sucked. It's yep. Terrible. And you were like, oh, I don't know if I could do this sales shit because yep. that's what that's what our conversation was. You were like, I don't right. know if I could do that because I was horrible at, at Comcast, and I was like, we well, should just try it out. Yeah, door to door was not it, but yeah. it was. It, he was he was good at it, but. I mean, every time I got to the door, I I get say a couple words, and I have to call him to close it out. That's hilarious. I couldn't close for shit. That's hilarious. Now, getting your work ethic when you were when you were growing up, just valuable skills that you kind of acquired, and that that obviously that you utilize in your life today to make you successful. Where where did you get those from? Just uh, just probably just naturally, just witnessing other people fail and fuck yep. up, and I gotta make my own decisions and change. I can't be in the same situation they were in. Stuff was like, there big centers of influence in your life growing up? Like, were there, was it your mom gave you that, and your dad, and maybe a coach or anything that kind of stood out to you? And like, you had like real solid mentors. Uh, really, I really didn't have no much 
mentors growing up. I was really, I'm always, I always been by myself. Like not, I guess. So you kind of learn from, like from failure yeah. and watching other people fail. Exactly. Like learn from the streets kind of exactly. like mentality, I, like street smart. Just watch and learn. Yeah. Getting like street smart kind of. Exactly. Right. And just figure, like just figure out what's right from wrong. What are some of the funniest memories you have growing up? Some of the funniest memories, man. Off the top. Fuck, I can't think right now. Give I mean, me a second. Definitely some clubs you, you guys were going out to at Slippery Rock. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. It was a, it's been some crazy nights at Slippery Rock. Where is Slippery Rock? That's up... Uh, it's close to Erie. Man. Yeah, he's funny, man. So, funny stories growing up. Anything come to mind? Growing up. Anything funny, crazy, or maybe like bad, like maybe even like adversity you had to go through? Graduating college football, graduating from college, you get out of college football. Where did your life end up from there until working with us? All right, I got you. Uh, but uh, so I graduated college in uh, safety management. So it was like construction. OSHA. Okay. So that's what I when I graduated, you had to have like an internship to graduate. Yeah. So like that was 12 credits. Yeah. So I ended up getting an internship out in Maryland. So I ran into this dude. How did you get my, to Maryland? I remember you being in Maryland. So my dad lived there. Okay. So what he, took him there? Work. Okay. Yeah, work. Um, you like crab? You like the crab legs and shit out there? I do like crab cake. Crab I don't like cakes or crab legs? Both. Now, what do you? What were you gonna say? You don't like? I was gonna say I don't like uh fucking squid. They got some. You don't like calamari? No, nope. I don't like a lot of. I don't like fish. I like shrimp though. Okay. I don't like. What'd you get? Did you uh, get with Sarah about your order tonight? Yeah. Would you get right. some steak? Steak and uh, some. Potatoes or something. We were gonna go, but apparently they're booked up. Oh yeah, yeah. It's all good. But yeah, back to what I was saying though. Like, so I was in construction. Um, that's what I graduated from. Got the internship. Met this dude by my dad's house in Maryland. He was walking. I came out the house with a slippery rock hoodie on. He's like, "You went to Slippery Rock? You go to Slippery Rock?" I was like, "Yeah, I go there now." He's like, "My wife graduated from Slippery Rock," and uh, ended up talking to him, getting his business card. He's in safety management yeah. as well. Um, so. I was in a, I was probably a junior at the time when I met him. Yeah, yeah. So I kept his card after I graduated when it was time to look for an internship. Ended up calling him. Um, he said, yeah, he gave me the internship. So that's what I used to graduate. So I ended up going to Maryland and living at my dad's to start that job. I was making about 40000 That's when you came and you DM'd me to come yeah. do the interview in Columbia. Yeah. And then. Uh, I don't even know how I found you. I don't know how I found you either. Yeah, because that was, that was probably 2018 or 2019. Yeah. And you didn't come there. on until I remember I was driving in the car, text, like DM me. Yeah. But uh, I remember it was door to door. That's what got me. Yeah. Again, door to door. And I, I missed the interview. And then once I missed the interview, I was like, fuck it. Yep. I was going to keep doing what I'm doing. Stay on track. So I kept doing that. Um, and I was like, I can't do this. I'm not. Well, you had a make property money. too. You were doing really well. So this, that's after. I'm, I'm going to get okay. there. But uh, so I was making 40000 um, and then I knew one of my friends, he worked at this company, it was called Rosen Electric. Yeah. I went to school with him, played football with him. He was, he was, he was big in the company. He's only been there for about a year and a half too. Yeah. Probably making about 80,000, 90,000. So I was like, I got to get in that company. So I ended up reaching out to him. He set me up with an interview with one of his, uh, upper management. Yeah. So I went in for an interview, thought it was great. I thought I killed the interview. So I go home. Put my two weeks in to my $40,000 job. Two weeks goes by, I still don't get a call for this job. So I'm jobless. So I go back to Pennsylvania with my mom for a month looking for jobs. Um, I'm still looking. I'm using my resources, all I got. So I call my um, professor that I that taught me in college. And I asked him, like, I'm, I'm still in safety management. I'm, I'm pursuing this career. Like, where should I go next? And he told me his son was at this construction company in uh, Maryland that he left and uh, he went to a different company. So I reached out to that company that he left and uh, ended up taking that spot and got hired on there making 55,000. So 40 to 55,000. Yeah. Um, so I took that instantly, was working there for about two weeks. The Rosen and company that I wanted to work with called me while I was on the job and was like, you still interested? I was like, I, I took a safety management position over at Davis Construction out in uh, uh, Maryland. And he was like, yeah. He was like, what are the, I, he was like, what do you want? How much do you want? I told him, I was like, 60, 65. He was like, done. 
So I put my two weeks into Davis construction. You should have said a million dollars, man. <laughs> so I put my, uh, and I said, I don't want to be exempt. I don't want to be uh, non-exempt because I want to work overtime. I don't want to be salary because I don't want to be working 12 hours a day, 14 hours a day and still getting paid for eight hours. So I told him that. He was like, done. So I put my two weeks, I went right back in, right back in the office, told him. I was like, I'm putting my two weeks in. Was They ended up, I ended up just leaving that day. They sent me home. So I went home, uh, was home for two weeks. Started that new job and I was with Rosen Electric for a year. Uh, then I ended up saving enough money. I was staying at my dad's house still, saving enough money. I wanted to get out. I didn't know what to do if I should rent or buy a home. But uh, I was talking to one of my guys. He was a real estate agent. So I ended up just doing it and just buying a home um, in South Baltimore, a little bit closer to the stadium so I could afford it. But as I was working this job, uh, making 65000 right? I mean, bills, owning the house and having all the bills by yourself. I mean, that's all. I, I was just me. I mean, I only had about a $300, $400 budget a month to spend on, like, just myself. So I was digging into the savings every month. It was like a decrease in term policy yeah. with my money, like, every every week, every month. So, like, I'm like, this ain't going to work. I'm I'm not going to have this house too long if I, if I keep working this job because I can't make any more unless I work 20 more hours of overtime. So I'm like, I seen you on IG still. I still follow you. And uh, I seen you guys popping bottles, shit, making thousands of dollars. I'm like, yo, they're, they're doing it. I mean, I didn't even ask you for the overview. I just called you and I, I'm put me in the course. So I seen I seen as I just want to jump for the opportunity. And I just took the chance and that's how I got here. And then what'd you do with your house? I rented it. So is it still being rented? Yes. That's dope. So do you make a profit on that then? About $450 a month. So you got a, a little residual. Now, do you have another property? You said off that one. Not just that. Just, just that one. Now, do you think you'll get into more? Yeah, but I got to be 1099 for two years to get the, uh, buy another house. Ah, uh, okay. They won't approve me. Okay. Now, you're a year and two months in? About, about 14, 15 months. Okay. Dope. Dope. So you got another, you figure nine months, nine months, and you'll be They said they could squeeze me in about... 18 months. Is that where you're going to jump on? Just start grabbing properties? Not properties. I just want, I want a home just for, just to have it for the for family. You? For a family, like if anything. If any, Dang, you trying to nut up now. I just like simple stuff like that. That's. You trying to have what a I family like. now. <laughs> Hell no, dude. Go listen to a baby cry. <laughs> now I'm just thinking ahead just so I can get, get it. Ahead, man. I'm thinking I'm going to start at 50. Hey, it might be that long, but I'm, I'm going to have a house for them. They're going to be good, right? Hell no, dude. <laughs> My kid's growing up like me, man. Beat every day. Hey, <laughs> just I kidding. Feel I'm I kidding. Feel so, but yeah, that's how I got here. And then that's how you got with us. But I'm thinking back before we jump into all that. I'm thinking with the sports and and all of that. Have you thought of any of the funny stories or bad bad, <laughs> bad shit yet? You brought that back. Yeah, hell yeah. I need to know Sheesh. what funny shit, what bad shit. I want to know what your favorite sports teams were. Uh, sports team growing up always been the Steelers always been a LeBron fan so actually grew up so you just follow LeBron wherever he goes you'll go one of them now you know they're changing the stadium to the crypto.net or whatever yeah I'm supposed to go out there better go get you some crypto coin I know dude I don't know anything about it I got some you got how much what do you got I got a lot Doge I don't got Doge I got got stuff that uh, actually does stuff like Ethereum stuff like that what does he mean it does stuff what it, what does it do that Doge don't do? <laughs> Doge is like a it, there's no purpose behind it. Like there's a network. Like each coin has like a different network and they do different things. Like yeah, it's weird. So what does Ethereum do? Couldn't tell you. I, I just it's a network. I actually can't explain. So it's you're, hard to explain. you're putting your money into something that you don't know what it does. <laughs> <laughs> That's like Bitcoin though. I don't know what Bitcoin. But I put my money in Bitcoin though. I have no idea what any. Uh, it really just sounds like they're saying, "Hey, look, this dirt is great <laughs> dirt. It's way more valuable than all the right, other." Right, right, right. Now, obviously, I mean, it's, it's a risky investment. Yeah, but it's making millionaires and billionaires. Where it's it's kind of like venture capitalists. You right. know what I mean? Like you you get a significant return off of a potential significant risk of of loss. You you're know what I mean? So you're going to take a loss. Exactly. Potentially. 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 So, but that's that's if you want a massive return, you got to take into consideration. Exactly. There's there's duality in life. If you're going to have immediate massive returns, you, you could have potentially have immediate massive uh, loss as well. 
So what about favorite football team was the Steelers? Do you have any like football favorite football players or shit like that? Um, I remember uh, fucking Marshall Falk. I used to love Marshall Falk. He was. He's the running back for the Rams. Yeah, I remember he was all right. It was tough, but uh, really Mike Vick. Mike Vick was really my person I looked up to. Do you also abuse dogs? I don't. <laughs> I remember I remember when he was going through that shit and I was like absolutely hate you know what I mean I, I hate that you know that that obviously he got caught up in in the wrong you crowd you don't care about dogs do you no, you, no, be right. trying to kill, you be trying to kill you be trying to kill dogs don't put me on blast like that dude <laughs> put me on blast like that love dogs dude now, I like making money way more but I love dogs <laughs> Connor got a fucking zoo in his yeah, house yeah me dude. something else though fucking zoo yeah. I like bulldogs specifically but I love love animals but uh I felt bad because I love Vic growing up. You know what I right. mean? Vic was, you know, he was a black quarterback. There was, crazy. I feel like growing up like 10 years ago or what, how old would I have been? 13? Yeah, I feel like probably like 10, 13 years ago, there weren't that like, like, I don't know. I feel like just like seeing other black athletes being mixed and seeing like other black athletes was like, oh, that's cool. And then it comes out and they just completely, like they sound like to jail. Right, 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 right. Did, But it's crazy now. Did like, OJ even go to jail? I don't think OJ, OJ went to jail after he got, uh, but like, so you could like chop up a white woman, but if you you like kick a dog, dude, you know what it's I mean? Right. They, they, it's we're right. done. Dude. It's, right. <laughs> it's fucked up. It's fucked up. You know it's what I mean? Because I mean, everyone. I mean, Mike Vick's all over ESPN. They they praise Mike Vick now. I mean, yeah, like, they they show he's his back highlights on ESPN? now. Yeah. Damn. I mean, he's not like like a talks person now. But you they, know who else was nice and just like him, like in his prime, McNabb, bro. McNabb was sick. He was McNabb sick. Was I like nice McNabb. Too. I like McNabb. I thought he was fast back then, but he ended up he's slow as shit. You ain't got your McNabb, bro. In his prime, he would have had you on your ass. Yeah, he was like him, that. And he it, was like that. Though. Who's a quarterback for the Ravens right now? Who's he Lamar. reminds? He reminds me a little bit of like a, a Vic and McNabb. Yeah, Vic, bro. Or Vic, not a McNabb. A little bit of both, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but he's nice. Yeah, he's alright. Now, did you ever go? Did you ever go to any Ravens games? Yeah, I went to uh, Tampa. My boy plays for Tampa, so when they came to Baltimore, I ended up going yep. to that game. Now, where did you play with him at high school and college, or just so growing up? We played against each other. So he was, I was at Rochester. He was at center. Um, so we used to always play each other championship games, um, playoffs. And what was position was he? He played running back. Uh, I played corner. But we just hated each other. We hated each other growing up. Like when I first moved there, I still hated them. I hated. Yeah. I hated that school. I hated them. It was just a football thing. I just hated everyone from that school. But I, I needed to go to that school. Yeah. I didn't need to go there, but it was a good school. Um, but from when I got there, I ended up playing football, and then we we became like best friends. Like we always bring so up when you, old shit. You transferred to his high school. Yeah, I went to. His and then where did he play college at? Pitt. Ended up Pitt. going to Pitt. He knows Burnsdorf and uh, he knows Burnsdorf and them. Oh, for real? Yeah. So is Burnsdorf be going to the games too? No, nah, I don't know if, if he knows. I don't know. You if, don't know him like that. Yeah, like that. I don't know oh, okay. how much their relationship is. Now, how many tickets to uh, when you're in the NFL can you dish out? Does it depend on like your caliber? Depends or, like, on success? home game, away game. And it if, if you're, depends on success as well. Depends on where you're playing at because it depends on how they're, if the other teams don't go to shit like so that. So, like, if you're home game and you're playing, like, just a decent team. You we, still get the same amount of tickets. For every, uh, oh, okay. for home games, you get what the same you amount dish, of tickets. What do they dish out to? Nah. Four? Like, uh, eight or ten. Eight I'm or ten? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Like, when I go to those games, uh, usually four, four or six. Do you guys all sit in one section? Yeah. So, oh, like, dope. his mom and dad. Yeah. A couple other family members. That's dope. Yeah, so... That's his, his parents travel at every game. I was looking at this. Let me see if I got this shit in my notes. You know they be taxing the hell out of these NFL players, bro. There's so many. Ta- like every game. I, I put this in my notes. Uh, I made this because I was I was looking at an NFL draft. Day and I'm just sitting there and I start contemplating and just like theorizing. I'm like, this whole thing is dope. But I was like, a handful of young men are being put in a position today to change their lives forever. Today, people will see highlights of these young men's lives as they come into some big money, some huge money. People don't see the last 17 to 18 years, I'm assuming, of unpaid injuries, adversity, hard work, extra practices, traveling, late nights, early mornings, and much more. People don't know that nine out of 10,000 high school football players will make the NFL. Nine out of every 10,000, 0.09%. On a positive, the median salary for before taxes is $860,000. Taxes are about 50%, and if not higher, as they face a jack a jock tax. Do you know what this is? No, never heard of it. So basically, they pay income tax in every state they play in. Every state they, they make money in every state they play. In. Every state they play in. So if they come to like Illinois, play, and, it, and it's in correspondence with the state that they're playing in. 
So they're paying the income tax for every state that they're in. Why are they doing that, though? That's because we that's not like we don't do that. Uncle oh, we go to different states and we don't got to do that. Well, Uncle Sam, I guess the way like the, the roads are set up, like that's they crazy. need to tax the fuck out of everybody to fix a pothole. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. So like, you know, how there's no potholes in a road and everybody has the best educational system in the world and there's no issues. Right. It's all these taxes that they're doing great <laughs> with. I don't know. I, I shouldn't get too political or, or tax happy because I literally, you know, m- maybe maybe I'm. You know, I don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> but it goes on. I go on to say, which I would imagine would bring us to about 300 to 400,000 left over before any expenses. The league average career length is about three years, which would bring us to a little under or over a million dollars after assumed tax and without any expenses. Now, even if they only spent 20%, which is 60,000 a year and had 800,000 left over with proper guidance, that's more than enough money to invest to make a living, you know, obviously and definitely, right. but that's not the case. So let's assume three years in a career is over and they are 25. Life expectancy is 85. So roughly they got 60 years with 800,000. That's only 13,000 a year. And a one person household in the U.S. is making 12,000 is considered poverty. So one person household in the U.S. making 12,000 is considered poverty. So if they weren't able to invest or secure a job, right. some guys will go like straight you gotta no. You gotta go to college football. You can't go straight to the. Yeah, yeah, no. do that. No. yeah you can't do that no more. There was okay. a, I don't, who did go straight. Um, it was. A, I don't know anyone as far as football. Anybody ever went straight? Yeah, I don't know if I everybody LeBron ever went. did. LeBron went straight to the league. Didn't Kobe also? Kobe went straight to the league. But as far as football, I don't think anyone. I can't think of anyone that did. Dude, that's crazy to me though. But to come out only thirteen thousand a year, obviously that would be like no other job, no right. other investments. Right. But just to break down. And and CTE, CTE, people don't take into consideration all them concussions and, and people don't understand like how, like, do you have any concussions? I have one. Yep. I can tell right now the way that eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I didn't think you'd get on me about my eye, man. No, I'm fucking with you, bro. I'm fucking You're with you. Good. I get, I get everybody good, on bro. here. You're good, bro. But I got four concussions. So I don't know how long I got. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'd be sitting down and like, if you get too close to me, my eyes will cross. Like if I start like close. Right. Like, I'll, like I don't know what it is. My eyes will go out of focus. That's and crazy. I think it's my shit I, starts. My shit is just. A- I got kicked in the head by a horse. So like <laughs> you might have a little twitch. My shit will like roll back to the back of my head. Both of them. You know what I mean? So like I'll be sitting here. How did you get like, kicked in the head by a horse though? So this horse, I was walking by and it, I thought it said some shit. And I like turned back. I was like, yo, what the fuck did you say to me? <laughs> and uh, it like neighed back at me. And like, like just growing up, just I was never allowed to watch TV. So like I became one with nature so I could honestly start to interpret animals. So right. I was able to speak a little bit of horse growing up. It's faded. Um, <laughs> what? Not you're good. <laughs> so, so being outside all the time, I was able to speak different animal languages. And so as I look back and he neighed at me, dude, so I'd like neighed back a little bit just to let, set the tone, right. walk up on this bitch, kicks me straight in the forehead. But in all reality, no, I was actually. <laughs> it sounds so true to like, <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. No, I was in a uh, horse stall. So we grew up in Arkansas showing right. horses. And uh, oh, you're from you're from Arkansas? Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah. When did you get to Pittsburgh? When my dad went to jail. So when okay. I was 10. So when I was 10. But I was back and forth because my mom went to jail first. So they both did federal time. My mom did the least amount. She did two years, right under two years. And then when she got out. She took us back to Pittsburgh, and then that's when he went. But uh, we were we were there, and then back, and then there, and then back. So I really like only like consistently have like had a relationship with my dad for like four or five years. It was like from from like birth until like nine, ten, and then there was like breaks in there from right. from my mom going away in custody and this that and the other with grandparents. So so you don't talk to your father here and there. Pre- he'll reach out. Yeah, here and there he'll reach out. So ups and downs you know what I mean but taught me a lot because when he was in my life even for that short period of time with how aggressive he was and just demanding excellence and losing it isn't, isn't an option emotions right. aren't an option so yeah. I use that a lot bro right I use yeah, that a I lot feel that. I feel that I That's use it a lot way. so and then and then from there um, I used to cry at my basketball games because my dad be just yelling at me while in the stands yeah no if Shit I was ever crazy. like if I ever started crying Crying like if, if, well, yeah, but if it, anybody, it, nobody yeah. was allowed to cry now. Right. You know what I mean? Like my mom wouldn't be able to cry. She start getting beat. <laughs> my dad <laughs> used to beat my ass. Yeah, nobody could cry. His hands is like this long. Yo. 
Damn. Six eight. He's six eight? Yeah. What the fuck happened to you? My mom's like five two. Damn, bro. So I'm like right in the middle. Nah, dude. So you're five seven. I'm five eleven. Sorry, he's five seven, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm six three. Yeah. Yeah. I- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'd never be knowing what to say. I'm like, if I tell her I'm six foot, is she going to think I'm a 5'11"? But if I tell her I'm 5'11", is she going to think I'm 5'7"? So, like, I don't know. Like, I need to, I need to like... Must just be honest. Run, run the survey. But I don't know. You know what I mean? Some days I feel like five, five, like, you know, 11. But some days I feel like, man, you definitely six foot today. And then some days I'm like, dog, are you 5'6"? <laughs> so... Where were we? We we still haven't gotten out these funny funny stories growing up. You're definitely hiding some shit, bad stories, and funny stories, adversity. Adversity in your life you've had to overcome, bro. We're on adversity kings. What adversity have you had to overcome? Just I never was like never was like the superstar yeah. anywhere. So like when I went to Central Valley, obviously. You had to before, work for before it. Jordan Whitehead was uh, there was a Robert Foster. And he was the number one wide receiver in the nation at my school. So where does he play? He played at Alabama. Now he plays uh, at, uh, he's in the league, plays for, what does he play for now? Um, he played for Buffalo. Wasn't one of, he's not one of my close friends, but he was one of my good guys. But uh played for Buffalo. Um, ended up getting transferred to a few other uh, franchises, but he's still in the league. Yeah. And so. But uh, like I said, I wasn't never really the star player, so. Like I always had to fight my sh- way up to the top. Yeah. Um. So it wasn't nothing was ever handed to me. Even when I got to college, I mean, I didn't even start till my fourth year. Yeah. I mean, there was people coming in under me, passing me up. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just always a fight, but I ain't never give up. Yeah. So it was always, it's always stay humble. You always gotta stay humble. You know how, like, you know how what you can do. You know how good you are, what you're capable of. Yep. So like, it's just gotta stay humble. Times coming. Um. Just be patient. So now, now your career with us for the last 14 months, what have been the highs and lows and what's made you so successful? So you were the number two agent in the agency. So what did you finish at 180 or 200? So you did 201,000, right? Right. With what in your persistency, your quality, what was your quality? 84. 84%. That was better than me. So my first year, I think it was 181, 186. And I think mine was 80% flat. And then the next month they went to 72.9. It was the only month I lost my bonus. So hopefully I make a president's club this this year. So yeah, you for sure over eighty. Yeah, if you're if you finish December thirty first, right, eighty percent higher, dude. Yeah, eighty one percent or higher, I think it is. That's phenomenal. So number two agent in the agency, number ten rookie producer. Well, I think I'm like number fifteen. Number fifteen rookie producer. Um, absolutely incredible. You know what I mean? And I didn't have what's 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 even a more more of a testament of. Uh, of the legacy of what, you know, Brody's created and Simon and all these great leaders and, and you know, me having a little part of, of Nebraska, right. I think of like, just so proud of, of Craw and all the people that, that had a hand. Cause I literally just brought you in and dropped you off. I was like, right. Hey, <laughs> but peace. it's, right, it's yeah. business. Yeah. Well, you like, made, you made good money. It. You probably made the most money you made. Exactly. You know, in a year. That's like three years right there in one year. What, so what'd you end up making last year? I'm probably Or this year, this year. This year. Yeah. Probably about a, I mean, with the contest prizes the company gave out, probably over, probably about 210, 205, something like that. So you're going to finish year making $200,000. Yeah, your my, first year, your first one year in the, the business. Without the uh, $20,000 I won in raffles, probably about 180. That's insane. So that's insane. So take that into consideration, people out there listening, 180,000. You know what I mean? And, and And this guy was an okay football player, not like me. You know what I mean? Nick Saban and I, we talk, you know, about me coming out and helping out with the buy receiver program myself. But, <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, so number two, number 10, what, what, what did that look like? Highs, lows, catching on, learning, training, getting adjusted to like me right. telling you to move out to Nebraska. Now I leave and you got to adjust to that right. crazy culture. Cause I, right. I, I mean, I, I know they, they imprinted on you of like, Here's what here's how Tristan, you know, right. his expectations and we try like, to run it like we try to run it like you did, but yeah. obviously we, You gotta everybody's gotta adjust to right. you know what works. Yeah, but I mean when I first came, I mean like to get started studying that script, it was stressful. I mean I'm like, how does this even work? Yeah. Like, how? Like when you first start, you just gotta figure out like a flow, like yes. a flow to run your prezo like yeah. from start to finish. If you can figure out how to do it, that's that's pretty much hard. Probably the hardest part to start. 
It's like, how do I actually jump into the shit? How do I yep. start to, where, where should I be at on the e-apps? Like, who so, did you like copying the best? Whose presentation did you like watching and copying the best? Rob Jackson. Rob's, he got yeah. a good flow. When I, when, I first, when I walked in the door, he was closing. Remember, yep. that's, that's that all before, we do. Because uh, we, we didn't have the office yet. Yep. Remember we were in the house? Yes. Yeah. So I walked in. Uh, as soon as I walked in, he was closing. He was like, I got a couple more questions. I'll be out of your hair faster than your favorite shampoo. Something like that. <laughs> like the first time I heard him speaking, he was just having fun with it. And I fell in love with it right there. So, yeah. I mean, just heard him pitching. He was closing 15, 20 minutes, making thousands right there. Yeah. And then I seen Mike was doing it right there. She was right behind yep. him. I mean, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to phone right now. Just try it. Fuck yeah. It. My first sit closed. I like remember you popped AOP. off quick. Yeah. I remember you popped off quick, and I, I just sit back, bring people down, and cross my fingers. I pray to God this shit works. <laughs> I They're remember gonna fucking you, you texted Rob like, "Yo, I think it was Mike dropping all this LP." Like, you was like, "What is she doing?" Yeah, is she? <laughs> <laughs> I always cross my fingers because I know how hard this shit is. I'm like, right, right. Man, like, I hope they just last. <laughs> I'm like, I just, you know, that's why when I'm hiring people, I'm like, "Yo, listen." I, I mean, I, I could imagine. I, I probably told you a lot of like. This is hard. This will be the hardest. Oh, this shit's hard. Yeah. This shit's hard. I like to, I always like to, if I'm going to overpromise something, I want to overpromise how hard this is. It's easy, but it's hard. Yeah. It's a, it's a combination of both. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I always tell, you know, Sam and I kind of came up with like the days are long, but the years are fast. Like this right. year, you probably can look gone. back and be like, gone, went quick. But every single day, long as shit. Long, dude. Like the like 24 dragging. hours. Yeah. Dragging. It, every day feels like a year, but every year feels like a day here. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's true. So it's a lot. So overcoming the initial, once you get over that initial hump of getting your license and getting your flow, right? there's not too much more you stick adversity. To the and then from there, you just start. Stick to your flow. Don't don't critique it too much. Exactly. People switch up and think, oh, I got it now. And then they switch something up and then they'll go a couple of weeks of blanking and they'll be like, they'll want to quit. They'll be like, ah, oh, what? You know what I mean? I this is too good to be true. I haven't changed the script I've run. I still run the same shit. Same shit. Since I started. Yep. Same flow. Same flow. Yeah. I mean, I changed, yeah, a little bit more words and stuff. Yeah. So. You might have a little bit, yeah, at, like, but you keep a backbone. You know what I mean? Exactly. When people start shifting out the vertebrae and shit, then, then you're going to have a different organism. Exactly. You know what I mean? You're going to paralyze yourself. But yeah, that's pretty, when you come in, just. What's the most exciting part of your career year to date? Year to date? Career to date, I should say. Just being. Probably being like a top two producer. Yeah. It feels it feels good, but I know I could have did better. Yeah. Like there was times that she I, I didn't call till like start calling till four o'clock when I know like especially yeah. then probably been calling since seven. Yeah. It's like I know like I just know sometimes I'm getting beat, but it's just like my 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 future vision is to have a good enough system where we can find top producers and identify them pretty quickly, where we can just have full schedules for them the whole day. Right. It might be a little be easier. Fire. Where if you came in you, and you, like eight to nine, you just had a full you schedule. You can tell who's going to be good. Like it's pretty quick. Yeah, you can kind of literally how they approach and how to like it's just, body language, their body language and mindset, exactly receptability to just kind of what it is you're saying. Certain things like that. You know, a lot of people sometimes they'll they'll rag on us because our our company believes so much in self development, mind, body, and spirit, and certain things like that. But you know, I agree. You know, at the end of the day, you got to learn and master sales. Right. You know what I mean? My my mind, body, and spirit isn't necessarily going to you know, generate sales for you. But I think the biggest thing for it, you know, is that internal fortitude and stability for when your dog dies or, you know, your girlfriend cheats on you, breaks up with you, vice versa, and just life kind of hits you. You got something where you can kind of blow off some steam because you, you can go work out and you, you know MBS you got something. Is, MBS is everything. It's crucial. You know it's what I mean? And, and I, I like for people to think of a time where, where you spend a week not working out, not reading things that you, you enjoyed and kind of challenged you and, didn't spend time reflecting or spiritually diving into yourself, whatever it is you believe in. Think of that week where there was none of that. And how did that week feel opposed to the week where you're, maybe you're even going through adversity. Maybe you're going through things that should be more painful, but you're doing that shit. Right. You know what I mean? You're going to notice a huge difference. Exactly. Yeah. I noticed when- I got to get a sweat in I, every day. I, I feel that. I've, I notice when I don't work out, there's weeks I there's sometimes there's weeks where I'm dragging. Like, fuck, I can't get up. Yeah, <laughs> you can't get can't up. Can't get up get in the morning. And then like I I'm having a bad day. I'll end up leaving the office early or something. You like leave, that. You'll leave. And and the biggest thing is is your relationships will will get damaged because you know your mind's telling you that you're doing the wrong thing because it's it seen you do the right thing for so long where you start to bully yourself inside and so now like you'll snap quick like if right. I'm if I'm 
I've never really, I've never missed like a day, but like when I'm lower effort or lower attitude on my mind, body and spirit and just that self-development, I'll notice I'll snap more. If I do it later or something like that, I'll probably be a little more, I'm, I'm, I'm taking out the anger from the anger within yep. myself on, on others. So it's crucial. That self-development just, it holds you together, you know, but makes you feel good. Makes you feel good. Makes you a better person. It I like does. the Marcus Aurelius quote where it's like, um, you know, what good does a man do if he doesn't, you know, spend his life extracting greatness from within? Like, like, uh, I'm saying like, absolutely wrong but like becoming the best version of yourself essentially right which is which is a lifetime commitment a pursuit of excellence you know what i mean what good what good are you doing if you're not pursuing you know revealing this this figure within kind of like exactly. how uh, marble sculptors you know what i mean chiseling away which is a day-to-day -day process of you getting up and chiseling away that fat that mental fat that physical fat and that spiritual fat that financial fat you exactly. know what i mean where you're yeah. like if you're broke Put yourself in a position to make some money. Like if you're fat, put yourself in a position to lose some fat. You know what I mean? Like if, if your mind's broken, you know what I mean? Pick up a book. I can remember graduating and like barely knowing how to talk. I mean, look at right. Rob. You know what I mean? Like you guys can see his growth just over the year if you know him and all of us. So I think all those things. Exactly. I feel that too. I'm trying to get into I'm still trying to start. Like develop, I st I got a lot of room to grow. Like yeah, we all do a lot. Yeah, we all do for sure. I bro. know it. Like, yeah, I know. I that's just, the first I just thing. Do it. First thing, back Maxwell uh, process of finishing a book. Uh, he's got a book out, new book called Self Awareness. But first, first quality in uh, in leadership starts with self awareness. Like if you can't identify areas that you need to grow in, and it's it's a combination of humility, uh, willingness to change, but also willingness to accept and identify areas that you do need to change. Like if you're not willing to, you know what I mean? They say like alcoholics, like the first, first, first step is admitting you have a, right. have an issue. You know what I mean? But that's leadership. That's, that's fucking like, exactly. that's not alcoholics. That's, that's everybody. You know what I mean? That's a abusive, abusive relationships or abusive parents or, or, you know, cheaters or whatever the fuck it is. You know right. what I mean? It's like, whatever the, whatever the fuck you're doing, it's just, it's a matter of you admitting and knowing. And then, you know, are you willing to consistently change? You know, I just read earlier before we hopped in here was, um, you know, don't change to avoid the problem, but change enough to solve the problem. So I think That's too many fire. people, they just kind of change just enough to kind of avoid or avert the problem, problem aversion, opposed to problem solutions, where it's like, let me, problems are awesome. You right. know what I mean? Where people are like, these leads suck. Well, it's like, the leads suck everywhere. This is a problem. This is an opportunity for you to make more money. Exactly. It's like, oh, these people suck. Well, it's like the whole 80% of the world sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? So this is an opportunity for you to get better as a person and to see what greatness you can extract from that person from you getting better. Exactly. You know what I mean? So problems are awesome. Problems make us money, right? Yes, they do. So what's your future look like? What's the vision? Vision. I know you want many kids. No, not too Already many. getting a house for kids. <laughs> no, nah, just family. But the family, vision, man, you're gonna be out. With the, <laughs> you're gonna have like a bar. I already know you're the barbecue man, bro. I'm gonna have every. I, I want too all, bad all you didn't get stuff. to experience my barbecues, bro. I have a barbecue <laughs> every day. I know that grill you got was sick. Sick ass grill. They probably destroyed it. I haven't seen it since. Yep. Was it that? I don't know. Twenty five hundred dollars. Just fuck me. I huh? think it's at camps. Yeah, right. I think it's at camps. Fuck Tristan, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that was my baby, dude. I had ribs in there every day. Facts. I was like, look, I'm going to leave this here. All I need you to do is respect it. I already knew. That's why I didn't ask. It's the first time I've asked. It's still there. Yeah. It's good. Uh, no. <laughs> it's good as it, it's getting used. That would be like you having a sexy wife and you can't have sex. Right. Oh, it's good. <laughs> She's sitting at the house. We have around Chuck Turner. Yeah, it's definitely not being. <laughs> <Wherever>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who the fuck? Like, look how beautiful my wife is. We never have, like who would ever say that if we never have sex? Me and my beautiful. I don't know who would say shit like that. <laughs> Look at all this money I never spend. <laughs> so future. Future. Basically, um, obviously, uh have a go to MGA MGA deal. Yeah. Uh, I wanna recruit. I mean, that's basically what my focus is gonna shift to. Yeah. A lot of recruiting and uh developing, showing other people how to make money more to, yep. like Shouldn't be 
really focus about myself too much. Got to put myself last. Not yep. last, but not before then. I got that on me. You know yep. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's pretty much the future. Just want to grow. Uh, let I want to see them. I want to see my people grow. I want to see yep. them grow deals. And we all just keep working and just take this wherever we can. Yep. Just want to maximize this opportunity. So where do you want to live? What do you want to drive? What are the numbers looking like? What I want to, I want to live, I want to live where I can have man cave. I like a big ass house. Yep. What I want to drive. I mean, I like, I like a charger, so I'm cool with what I got. But so would you upgrade a charger or anything? I would upgrade to a Hellcat. Hellcat? A, uh, what about Demon? That's too much for me. Why? I don't need all that power. I mean, a Hellcat's a Demon. That's, I might as well just be street racing at that point. Yeah, day. dude, I raced a Demon in Brody's F-Type this one time. And it was a it the sound it made it Shit, literally screamed crazy it screamed it was like like scream like a like it's not super, like a turbo whistle but it was like scream it yeah, was loud it. as fuck yeah it's supercharged like I had the windows up and it's like yeah. I was like whoa what the fuck this dude hit the nitrous I thought Wait. it was Paul Paul Walker reincarnated <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God like I swear to God Vin Diesel looked over to me and was like family. <laughs> Son, it's about family. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, really just want to see, uh, want to see. You um, want to you think you're going to settle down in Dallas, get a house in Dallas? Could you see yourself living there? I like Dallas. I can s settle wherever, as long as I'm comfortable. I mean. You I, could live in like, Lincoln? No, nah, not Lincoln. Oh, not okay. wherever. Oh, okay. I, I, I mean, wherever. I could do it. I could do it. Yeah, if I, I could I get do my Lincoln. own place and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, I was living with 10 people. The real estate's cheap out there, too. Yeah, it's cheap. I mean, we was paying 2500 for a duplex, though. Yeah. Shit was ass. That's cheap. Sorry. Four <laughs> people, five people, eight people. Are I you mean, guys still all split up like that? Yep. I mean, it's just four of us in our house now, but okay. when I first got there, it was 10 of us, and I was in that, uh, that, yeah, you that and Jay were like, room. Yeah. Slumbered up. Air mattress. Do you have a mattress yet? I got a mattress now. Dang. I upgraded. And a to bed frame. I upgraded. Damn. Just got a bed frame not too long ago. Damn, dude. You guys are luxury. I've been on the floor. <laughs> Two years and then I'm on the couch right now. Still no TV, no TV. Got a, uh, we got it. We do got a projector though. I know. I see that. Yeah, JB do. putting that. Anime, I don't have it in my room. That's that that anime shit room. on his. I have no idea what you guys be doing, dude. You're the only black people I know that watch anime. I don't watch anime. I saw you. He was like, I don't watch that. He texted me. He was like, Yo, me and Anna are about to watch Naruto. I do not watch that shit. And I was like, Why are you texting me this? <laughs> he was like, ah. He then he like said some shit in like Japanese. <laughs> Sorry, that was Ant. I was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, Ant Mir pretending to be Goku right now. Man, that 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 man Jay, he's different, bro. Way different, dude. Especially for a Philly boy. Bro. Like, I expect him to be like cold-blooded, dude. Man, you should see this man's diet. Man, I got we gotta fix that shit, bro. Oh, I'm so worried. I told about him I was it. gonna talk about that shit. Yeah, right? we got to. He's he eats White Castle burgers, White Castle burgers, the mini ones, frozen. I think he got a White Castle burger right now. Oh my god! <laughs> He's looking over. Oh, I'm like, damn, we are no frozen. Indirectly, the, you know the mini ones frozen. What are you talking Seven about? Frozen. In the morning. What are you talking about? Frozen, bro. Frozen. Yeah. White Castle burgers. Like yeah, like super small. Eats them at seven o'clock in the morning. Mozzarella sticks. Those in the microwave. Everything microwave. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's how I grew up. Everything Chicken. was microwaved. Uh, he should be cooking chicken on a grill. Throws it in the oven, raw. Yeah, in the oven, that's fine. You can you can cook chicken in the oven, bro. <laughs> what the fuck, bro? I mean, you have a chef well, no, growing well, up. No, but Jay, he can't cook. Bro. What's he the crazy can't. shit he uh, he he, eats. he cooks everything in one bowl in one pan. <laughs> yeah, everything. You cook the chicken and the noodles in one pan. I've done it. Yes, bro. He must. He just sounds like he grew up like me. Hey. It sounds like you had a personal <laughs> yeah. chef, bro. <laughs> I am no personal chef. I just ain't cook like that. Nah, me. It sounds like me and Jake. But can no, cook. Jay, no, he, Jake. He could cook a little bit, but uh, his his diet crazy. He'd be eating anything. Yeah, anything. That's you know? crazy. I don't. Now I've been on a pretty strict diet these last two weeks, and I feel the strongest I've ever felt. <laughs> I swear to God. I, yeah, I swear to God. I eat. Uh, I'm a. You guys got to check this out. I work with this nutritionist. His name is Elias Gasol. And I just started this two I started this uh Jay just texted me, he said two months ago. <laughs> He's in my impact. He said, uh, what's the good before I kill myself? Jesus <laughs> Christ. 
So, so he said, so I do meal number one. I do two free range whole eggs, three ounces of bison, then five grams of omega-3 fish oil poured onto the bison and the eggs, three ounces of avocado and six ounces of pineapple. Meal number two at 1 p.m. So 10 a.m. is when I start eating. Meal number two at 1 p.m., six ounces of chicken breast, 14 grams of macadamia nut oil, 200 grams of cooked jasmine white rice, and 100 grams of vegetables, no corn. You put all this together? No. Nah, no, nah, right. I have, I, I have uh, Sarah gets the food, and then she Fire. whips it up, but we're in the process of trying to hire a chef. Nobody, won't, nobody out here wants to be a chef, I guess. Meal number three, same deal. Meal number four, I do six ounces of more bison, five grams of omega-3, three ounces of avocado, 10 ounces of sweet potato, no skin on it. And then uh, I do, and that's 7 p.m. So I don't eat from like 8 until 10 a.m. That's the hardest part is not eating from like, because I used to smash bowls of cereal like in the morning. morning. I don't yeah. wait until about noon. Yeah, but like I stopped eating at 8 p.m. Oh, you stop eating that. It's yeah. so hard not to eat after eight minutes. Yeah, bro. Isn't that hard as hell? It's hard as shit. Especially as like as you're hell. just chilling. Like, I'm, I'm hungry as shit. Yeah, bro. Like, I used to smash cereal and like, and like, good six pack, good in shape. You know what I mean? Right. But I, I started thinking, of like, the more I just like study and the more I read and just uh, study different doctors and certain things like that from, from Joe Rogan and, and just ultimately just, just from different individuals that are successful. And I'm like, dude, I'm trying to, I'm really trying to live in correspondence with, with Marcus Aurelius and the stoicism of of bringing out the best version of myself, you know, and it starts internally. I feel like you could do 20% of the workout if you can have like 100% of your diet intact. You know what I mean? I feel like eating like this, we'll have some Capital Grill tonight, but right. again, I'm going to have the fish, no carbs, I don't think. I don't think mashed potatoes, I think that's starch, so I'll probably keep that under 100, 200 grams and... Uh, Water and tea sucks, but the results are good. I wake up like because waking up after you do waking up at 4 a.m. in between 4 and 6 a.m. for four or five years and you, you don't get a lot of sleep. Like, you know what I mean? Like operating on four or five hours of sleep for the last four or five years. It's it's exhausting. But you know I'm what good. I mean? You got to you kind of have like a, a drain to you. So it overnight, I noticed a difference. Like I'd like. You know how getting up is. You know what I mean. Sometimes you just you feel wake up fucking I mean, drained. You eat, if you're eating like green, you wake yeah. up feeling pretty yeah, good. You feel, yeah, you feel pretty straight, bro. Like I feel like, shh. you know what I mean. I'm locked in. Like Whereas when you like, eat some bullshit, you yeah. gotta wake up. Shit. Yeah, Man. dude. Stomach Even all if I'm up. eating, that, yeah. Well, nah, my stomach. Never, I could eat anything. I'm probably like, probably like Jay. Like I don't know if his stomach ever gets <laughs> fucked up, but like mine never does. Like <laughs> I could lick the gym floor and be straight. Jay like, shit for Jay ain't shit for like two months, bro. <laughs> I'm just. He ain't shit for two months? Nah. <laughs> he needs to get that checked out, bro. <laughs> two months. I'm just kidding. It ain't that long. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, he went viral with that meme shit about, you know, he always likes to joke about Thanksgiving and like, yeah, Thanksgiving meal was good from 2020. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, stupid as hell. But He's a funny ass boy. But like, in all seriousness, though, like, does, does he be blowing the house up or the office up because the way he eats? Oh, yeah. Like, does it just, he like, does, reek? He, every time he's in the bath, he's not in there taking a piss. He's shitting. Or trying to shit. And it reeks. I mean. Like, don't go in there. Yeah. When he does shit. Oh, that. You know what I mean? You could never have, like, a girl over and, like, nah. be like, oh, man. <laughs> don't. Like, like Jay, hey, look, I'm bringing a girl over. <laughs> Please don't shit for the next 48 hours. Pri like, you have to, like, prior prior to. You probably right. got to set up the date night and be like, hey, yeah, man. with him. Please nah. shit somewhere else. Exactly. Shit outside. Yeah, y'all. Did I ever do a four a.m. wake up on y'all? No, not when I was there. You know that you guys would have loved with that. The, that was with the pots and the pans. Nah, that was with a paintball gun and a jukebox. Oh yeah, I wasn't there. Yeah, you would have <laughs> shit yourself. Y'all, uh, y'all gangster boys, Philly boy Jay, he would have shit himself, dude. He <laughs> woke up mad as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Most of these cats did. The one time I did it to Rob and he jumped behind Alexa. Oh, 4 a.m. He jumped behind his girl. <laughs> That's I was like, hey, man, I told her. I, I still think about like, baby should have, you know, broken up with him. Because like, if a real shooter comes in here, you getting shot. It's a wrap. <laughs> He's jumping it's behind you. It's a wrap you. for Robbie Jacks. <laughs> That's hilarious. So we knocked out the past, the present, the future, adversity, tips, any tips on success come to your mind? I mean, you pretty much cover it in, uh, in your story. Really, uh, just tips on being successful. Always, 
all, I mean, uh, obviously, uh, staying humble. Yep. I mean, no matter what, like, you could lose this shit in, like, the next day, like. Yes. Shit's crazy. Gotta stay humble. Like, uh, like, y'all, y'all always say don't lose, what'd you, what'd you guys say? Don't lose one deal. Don't lose the don't, whole deal. Yeah, don't lose the whole deal over one deal. Yeah, that shit can happen, like. And that's just a philosophy for life. You exactly. know what I mean? Like, you I lose see a whole I, relationship over one, one argument. Exactly. My dad, my dad was selling Comcast, and uh, one of his, I think one of, I don't know if it was him or one of his guys, but fucked up something. That's why he's not selling Comcast no more. He's That's crazy. It's fucked up. It's crazy. Like, it's crazy to see it fold out in other lives. Exactly. Especially you'll see it with a lot of, because I feel like it's a lack of development, guidance, and self development. You, a lot of these like athletes, they'll come into so much money and then they'll fuck up because there's no guidance. You know right. what I mean? Like that's that horrible. I don't know who it was, but you, you did you see the video of that dude beating the shit out of his girlfriend, NFL dude? Was it, uh, how long ago? Was it a long time ago? Nah, not long ago at all. Last couple of months. I don't know who it was. Beat the hell out of her. No, I didn't see that. Big ass dude, bro. But like, it's like, yeah, I mean, you, there's there's no justification for that whatsoever. You know what I mean? And it's like, you think of like, you just lost millions over exactly. some some emotional incident where you allowed your emotions to overcome you and to ever put your hands on a woman. Exactly. It's just, just disgusting. So Exactly. Uh, another thing, another, some shit I went through this year, I didn't bring it up, but uh, remember January, I got a DUI. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, dude. Uh, I remember texting you telling you to March, keep your head up. March, I had one of my biggest months. I was just on house arrest. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get you back on house arrest. 2022 house arrest. Right. House yeah, arrest. I mean, yeah. shit like that, like that, stuff like that, like that will make, that'll open your eyes and make sure like Hell that yeah. shit don't happen again. And just got to just be better next time. Like even every time I fuck up, like I, I know it's, it's not good to fuck up, but like it's okay. I yeah. Mean, you're going to figure it out eventually, but. I mean, really just trying to be successful, you just got to stay humble and just yep. stick to the plan and just, just keep going. Now, the reason I invited you, obviously, personal recruit, but but in addition to that is you're you're one of our AK members. So as I look at our AK, and what I mean by AK members, guys, is Adversity Kings is open to anybody. I think we have a shop going live, too. People keep asking if they can buy some shit. I really don't care if you do or not. Right. But uh, the AK members in correspondence with our business, I came up with Adversity Kings when I first started, pretty much. I, I look back at posts and see me hashtagging it. And it's ultimately just people overcoming adversity. And uh, everybody's dealt a deck of cards, and you just have to adapt to it. So it's the adversity. And then the Kings, I came up with the Lion and the Kings because it's like, you know, just that, uh, that authoritarian figure, you know what I mean? And it's not sexualized to, to a male, it's just sexualized to just humanity. You know what I mean? It's just like, everybody's dealt adversity. That's why I only sell extra large hoodies. And, and you just, you gotta fit, you know what I mean? You, you gotta fit, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's too small or it's too big. It's like, find a way to fit, exactly. find a way to adjust and find a way to rock it. So just real quick with our AK members, we got John, Rob, Dylan, and I'm not, you, you guys know if you're in the business and you're listening this far, Connor, Gavin, Joe Hebborn, Aunt Williams. Uh, then we have Marie, Savannah, Kamar. These are all people of Chicago, but it's cool. You know what I mean? To make it here, you got to do 25,000 net in a month. And it just goes to show like that ain't easy doing 25,000 net in a month. It's not. You know what I mean? Everybody talks all this shit, but I remember my biggest, my biggest net week. And I don't think anybody on this list I think Andre Bent needs to be on here. So he's the only one. He's the only one that beat my personal week. But excluding him, I don't think anybody's beat my best week yet. So I'm excited. I always fuck with you guys because <laughs> I know I got 26 net in there. Right. I always mess with John and Rob because they beat my best year. But And you did too now. You know what I mean? But uh, beat, beat my best week. That's one thing I'm going to hold on to until you guys beat that too. But uh, this was fun. Where can people find you? You're hiring. Where can they work from? Um, so you can follow me on IG. It's going to be uh, Aunt Wills uh, 392. Uh, you can follow me on there. We're going to be working out of Dallas. We still got office in Nebraska, obviously, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, a lot of virtual. 22 is going to be a lot of yep. probably transition to like So they can make money from anywhere? Virtually. So not so. I mean, obviously, we want people to come in the office. Yep. But uh, if we can't, we're going to. We want to get people so they can make money anywhere. Exactly. Though. That's, that's awesome. Want. Um, so we want to just that's what we want to transition to. So we're going to be offices where we're trying to be is obviously Dallas. So yep. that's where so if people are interested in moving. They can do that or they can work from home. Right on. That's pretty much it. Anything else you want to shout out? Any any charities, family, businesses? Um, I did anything uh, at all? Uh, not too much. I mean, friends. All my bo uh, shout out all my boys. <laughs> oh, I know who they shout are. Shout out but, the uh, gang. Yes, sir. But uh, I I do uh, did a donation to Young Life. Um, it's 
organization out in like Beaver County yeah. area. Uh, they do, they get the kids together, take them on trips and stuff like that. Yeah. Pretty good organization. So I started that. So, um, also one of my boys, uh, one of my best friends growing up also, he has a training, um, training organization. It's called Type Time Athletics. Yeah. Uh, so you got, y'all can follow them on IG. It's called Type Time Athletics. Uh, good training in Pittsburgh area. Um, so that's one of my boys. So Let's go. That's another one of the things. Let's go. Well, uh, that's a wrap. Episode 19 with the Off-Whites. Yes, sir. The Off-Whites. R.I.P. Let's go. R.I.P. to who? Off-White dude. Oh, uh, Virgil? Yeah, Virgil. Yeah. Did he have insurance? <laughs>